You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of The Good Fight of Faith. And I hope you've enjoyed this series because you can't get where you want to go in walking with God if you don't know about the fight of faith. And I want to recap something here. There are three phases to the fight of faith. There's the release of faith. There is the fight of faith. And finally, there is the manifestation of faith. Many times we are aware of the release of faith and the manifestation of faith because we see the almost instant miracles that Jesus did in the Gospels without realizing there was a fight before all of those things happened. And we'll get into the details of that in this study. Uh, Jesus taught that the kingdom of God operates like a seed. And I want to turn your attention to uh, the, the book that teaches this, Mark really talks about it in the fourth chapter of his gospel. And he goes into a little more detail than the other gospel writers do. In verse 26, he said, uh, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself doesn't know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And then we go on to the next parable in verse 30. To what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs, shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Now, the idea here is that Jesus is trying to talk to us about the operation of the seed not the size of the seed. And we get so distracted. We get so uh, drawn away. You know what I think about? I think about the bull in a bull ring with that Mexican bullfighter, Spanish bullfighter. Uh, He goes after the red cape. And if that bull ever figures out that his real opponent is not the red cape, it's the guy with the funny little pigtail and hat, if you go after him, you'll do a whole lot better than chasing that red cape. And that's what a lot of us do. We chase after things that really don't have anything to do with our victory. We're going after the wrong thing. And when you start thinking about a mustard seed and you talk about the size of the mustard seed, if you just have this much faith, and how many times have Sunday school teachers taken a mustard seed to class and taught their kids, you don't have to have a whole lot of faith, just this much faith. That is not what Jesus was emphasizing. He was not talking about the quantity 
of faith. He was talking to us about the operation of faith. And he was saying that even the smallest of seeds operates the same way that the big seeds do. He is saying seeds have been commissioned by God to operate in a way to bring forth fruit. And when you and I get that, we can learn how to operate like seeds do. Now, here's what he says. There is power in the seed. He talks about it in verse 27, Mark 4. The guy sleeps night and he rises by day and the seed sprouts and grows. He himself does not know how. You know what that means? I need to have faith in the power of the seed. I'm not the one who makes it go. God has given the seed the license and the authority to bring forth what it is supposed to bring forth. It has been commissioned. It has been ordained of God to bring forth a particular kind of crop. Now, I'll never forget this as long as I live. Years ago, I made a movie with another minister, and um, one of the things that we needed for this movie was a really good horse, and he was a little older than the rest of us, and I was really sensitive to the horse. Uh, I wanted a horse that had a more gentle disposition, and so we worked and worked, and we finally found this, uh, this black horse, and uh, I had it in a stall in the barn. He came out for a visit, and we walked down the, the hallway of that barn, and we went to that last stall, and I said, Brother, this is your horse. I'm giving this horse to you. That's the first time he'd heard of it or seen it. And he was blown away. But he did something that really caught me by surprise. He went in and he blessed the horse and he said, Willie, I want to do something. I want to pray over this horse. He said, you're planting this horse in me. And he said, I'm going to call this horse seed. And he went in, laid hands on that gentle little old mare and asked God to give us a harvest. Now, at the time, we had a Christian camp called Dry Gulch USA, and he didn't know it, but we were desperately in need of saddle horses and wagon horses, draft horses, for our uh, camp. We needed that. It was something very important to us. And the very next week, there was a cowboy camp meeting that was done on our property. And these cowboys, by the Holy Spirit, stood up and said, I feel led by the Holy Spirit to give a horse to this camp. We had seven or eight horses given right then and there. And in the next few weeks, it was crazy. We had, I don't know, 10, 20 more horses given to us or the money given to us to buy the horses. It was a flood of horses. And I've been told that you can't do that. I've heard that kind of thing criticized, but I know what I lived and I know what I saw. We saw a seed sown and we saw an amazing harvest come when someone prayed over that. And that's what happens when you sow faith. You sow faith. Faith works like a seed. And that's the idea that Jesus was trying to get across in these parables. Now, what is he saying? He is saying, we sow the word. Mark 4, 14. What are you sowing? You're sowing a word. 
The seed is the word. So when you pray a prayer, that's why it's, it's so important to fill your prayer with Scripture. When you do something in prayer to ask God for a particular thing, sow the word. What verse are you standing on? What grounds do you have? What basis do you have for coming to the Lord? And, uh, you know, when the apostles were beaten and commanded never again to preach in the name of Jesus, uh, Acts chapter 4, they began to pray and they began to quote different parts of the word. They quoted the Psalms. They talked about how that the heathen raged and they fought against the Lord and His Messiah. They quoted that. And they went to God with that in their prayer. And God was so moved by what they prayed that He shook the place where they were praying together because these guys came not just with a need, they had a need, but they came with a word. I think this is one of the big mistakes that people uh, make when they pray. They only tell God the problem. They, they never think about the word that they're sowing. They, they are coming with a problem. God, this is what's going on and this is what we're facing. And, and I'm not making light of that. We may have real needs, but do you have a word? Uh, the, the scripture says in the book of Philippians uh, that when you come with prayer, let your supplication or let your requests be made known to God. A lot of times the only thing people go to God with is a problem. They never think about the answer. Well, what's the answer? You know, as an um, uh, employer and as an administrator, when I had employees come to me with problems, and especially people who were departmental leaders, I, I wanted them to come to me with solutions. And, and, and I wanted them to come with, I've been thinking this through. And boy, when I heard that, I, I got excited because I thought nobody knows better about what to do in this department than this person. And they would say, I, I've thought it through carefully. I thought three possibilities, but I think the B uh, is the best one. Not A, not C, but I think B is the best one. But what do you think, Pastor? Would you give me permission to do this? And I loved it when people came on that basis. It tells me they were thinking answer. You need to think answers when you go to God. What's your answer? What is the thing you want? What's the desire? What things soever you desire is what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. And a lot of people never even think about going to God with a desire. They only go with the problem. All right, now, where do we sow the word? We sow the word in the earth. We're here on the earth. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 18, that if any two of you on earth shall agree as touching anything that they shall ask, listen to me, God designed this earth to respond to his word. He created the earth with his word. This world has to respond to the word of God. So on the earth, we sow the seed. We pray in this earth, and the words are planted here in this earth. Now, when you sow a seed into soil naturally, and you cover up the seed, the weight of that soil may be a hundred, maybe a thousand times greater than the weight of the seed. Think about that little mustard seed. When you put that little mustard seed in the ground and cover it up with dirt, which weighs the most? The seed or the dirt? The dirt weighs the most. And there's darkness there. In other words, at the time you pray, it's a time of darkness. It's a time of desperation. Things don't look great. And the, the dirt outweighs the seed. But this is what Jesus wants to show you. That if you will sow the seed and fight the fight of faith, what happens is the seed will prevail. 
The seed appears to be totally inadequate for the challenge, but this is what God loves. God loves small seeds that do big things. Zechariah 4.10, For who has despised the day of small things? The idea is don't despise small things. It's how God fixes things. Listen, when God wanted to set the Hebrews free from the power of the Egyptian pharaohs and all of their armies, what did he do? He sent a little baby who was so helpless that he had to be hidden in a basket and put into the Nile River to avoid, to avoid death and destruction. When God wanted to save the world, you think about all the wickedness in this world. You think about Satan and all the demonic powers that were here in this world. And God wanted to save the world. What did he send? He sent a baby? A helpless little tiny baby? A baby who could not defend himself? A baby who had to be cared for totally and completely by other people? Nothing is more helpless than a baby, but that's what God sent. God always starts the answer to huge problems with something that looks like weakness, something that looks like it won't work. That's the whole idea of Mark 4, that the seed that we plant doesn't look like it's going to work, but it does. And we have to have faith in the process. So this is the idea behind the fight of faith. There is the release. We pray the word. There is the fight. We keep the word on our lips and we give praise to God. We glorify God. And finally, there is the manifestation. This is when the plant comes up through the soil and we begin to see the visible answer. And that always comes after the release and after the fight. That's the essence of the fight of faith. I hope that you have learned something through this series. And if you had a hard time grasping it, my advice to you is go back and listen to it again. Listen to it over and over. I had a pastor tell me just the other day that he listened to one of my series three times over and again to really let it sink down in his heart. I love hearing that kind of stuff. It tells me that someone is serious about getting the lesson. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. That's repetition. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, that's all the time I have for today and for this series, but next month we'll start another one. You don't dare want to miss it. It's going to be good. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.